Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. From Nola Pizza in the Nola Brewing Tap Room on Chapatula Street in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Rashidi, Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Rashidi. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Humans are social animals. We like to hang out and talk. We could conceivably create spaces where we could go solely to talk to other people. But the way our society is structured, everything has to be paid for. Would people pay to go to a place just to talk to each other? Maybe, but that's not what happens. What happens is we socialize with each other doing an activity. We're prepared to pay for it, like eating, drinking, listening to music, or going to a yoga class. And like a lot of things these days, we start young. Take, for example, Lolo's Youth Yoga and Art Studio uptown on Magazine Street. Lolo's is New Orleans' first yoga studio specifically for kids. Children from three years old to teenagers practice yoga, make art, do mindfulness exercises, and learn meditation in after-school or full-day sessions. The founder and owner of Lolo's studio is Lori Azano. Lori, welcome out to lunch. Hi, thank you for having me. Two places that adults like to congregate are bars and coffee shops. We go to a coffee shop where we like the taste of the coffee they serve. Bars all serve pretty much the same alcohol, so they compete with each other by providing added value. For example, live music. For a combination of these business models, coffee and live music, you could go to Catahoula Tattoo on Broad Street in Mid-City. The coffee is their own blend, Catahoula Tattoo Select, and if you drink in the studio, it's free. The live music is free, too. While you're hanging out at Catahoula's self-described tattoo lounge, you could get a tattoo, right? Eh, not so fast. Catahoula has three tattoo artists, but they won't give you a tattoo on the spur of the moment. Your tattoo needs to be designed ahead of time, and you need an appointment to get it inked into your skin. And in a further market differentiation, the owner of Catahoula Tattoo, Dominic Scro, says Catahoula is not the kind of tattoo shop where the tattoo artists look like they belong in a circus. His words, not mine. Dominic Scro, welcome out to lunch. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me. Lori, I'm wondering if yoga is anything like Chinese food. Some of the most popular American Chinese food, like General Chow's chicken, would apparently be unrecognizable to someone getting takeout tonight in Beijing. There's nothing at all wrong with General Chow's chicken. It's an adaptation to the tastes of America's predominantly non-Chinese culture. Yoga can be traced back thousands of years to ancient India. Traditionally, its physical poses are an accompaniment to a spiritual journey that takes the practitioner along a path to self-realization. Would an ancient yogi walking into Lolo's studio and seeing your yoga for kids immediately recognize what you're doing and connect it to the ancient traditional practice? Or is 21st century yoga for kids in New Orleans more like General Chow's chicken of yoga? Well, that's um, a good question. So I would look at Lolo's as not just about the yoga. So I would say it's more about the mindfulness, and I think in that way, very much so. We're normalizing, um, tuning in, and noticing, and um, non-judgment, and acceptance, and compassion. 
very much in the way it was done, I would imagine, 5,000 years ago. But I'm making it for kids. I'm making it fun. I'm making it um, active. It's not about the poses. If they walk out and can't remember all of the poses, but they've learned how to self-regulate through breathing, I'm all good. Dominic, you have a fascinating business model at Catahoula Tattoo. Typically, quintessential New Orleans value adds like free music and free craft coffee draw people into a business and typically you'd expect when people are hanging out enjoying music and coffee you'd say hey while you're here how about a tattoo but that is expressly what is not going on at Catahoula Tattoo the Catahoula client needs an appointment and they need to have an idea for a design that is not off-the-shelf flash art it's got to be a one-off unique design just for that person Along with this anti-spontaneity ethos, reportedly 80% of Catahoula clients are from out of town. So it seems like you're tapping into a little-known subset of music-loving, coffee-drinking, advance-planning, tattoo tourists. Do a percentage of tourists come to New Orleans expressly to get tattoos? Actually, we found that they do. They've planned their trip around the Catahoula Tattoo. It's interesting, because we always ask, we want to know if they're referrals, where they're from. And many of them said, we were so excited. We found you online, and we're looking forward to either getting your logo or getting something unique. Now, we offer our logo for free, and that's, um, we're up to over 350 now all over the world. Now, Lori, uh, bo actually, both of your businesses, there's a lot of competition if you just look at it. At face value, there's a lot of yoga studios, there's a, a lot of tattoos. But Lori, you decided, and of course, just for some background, you used to help startups in San Francisco, so you know a thing or two about this. How did you figure out this niche? I had been practicing yoga for a very long time, um, and I had taken a break from our own company, launching and working with high-growth uh, high companies out of San Francisco and elsewhere, but primarily in San Francisco. and. Um, it was when I got sick and before I was diagnosed. And um, I just started to notice the change in my body and the change in my reactivity to conflict or disagreements or challenges. And that's when the mindfulness component, more so than the physical component, started to sort of kick in for me. Um, I have young kids. At the time, I had an eight and a 12-year-old. And um, my daughter asked me to do it. And she thought it would be good. And I thought, there's no way your eight-year-old friends are going <laughs> to meditate. <laughs> I was um, coaching a girls on the run group, and I added it to it, and it was amazing. And so, um, you know, when you work with startups, you know that you don't think about anything for too long, right? You get an idea, you sort of have this vision, and you do it. And from the moment that I had the idea to the moment that I opened up my first camp was six months, getting the space and everything. And um, had I overthought it like I usually do, I probably wouldn't have done it, and I'm glad I did. So when so. you overthink it, you're more likely to talk yourself out of it. Yeah, you do a, the, the narrative, right? The negative narrative loop of all of the things that will go wrong and all of the reasons that you shouldn't do it. And I didn't have that opportunity. I just decided to do it. And I feel like personally and professionally, I don't know if you run into this, but the biggest obstacle for me is overthinking and not trusting my intuition, which has usually served me. So thankfully with Lolo's, that's what I did. <laughs> overthinking becomes a distraction to the focus. Yeah. It actually takes away the focus of what you really want to do. I think the hardest part is figuring out what you 
what, what are you trying to achieve here? And then you work towards that goal. And all the little things, like the coffee or the ointment, those are distractions. If you become too diverse, you become spread so thin that you fall apart. At least in my opinion, this we tried everything the first year, and everything that you mentioned earlier happened by accident. The music, we started tattooing a number of musicians, and they wanted to play at the shop. It, say- when I say it happened by accident, truly, it happened by accident. It wasn't something I well, set out to do. Well, your customers told you. Yeah. Right? They express that. You, and you jumped on you it. You do what you... The customer is everything. So you cater to that customer as much as you can. And that business model worked for Catahoula. And Lori, uh, I always think of uh, yoga as being a, well, predominantly um, female, girls in this case. Is that right and is it changing? Yes and yes. <laughs> um, so it is primarily girls at the studio and I will say that the guys who come love it. And I think that that's just self-selecting on the parents. You know, I think they call me or they email me or they text and say, you know, I want to sign up my boy for this class, but will there be other boys? They always say, well, there will be if other boys' parents will just sign them up because once they come, they like it and they sign up for more. Um, And I think it's like New Orleans, you know, most yoga studios are mostly women. But when I was practicing in San Francisco, that wasn't the case. It may be a lot of women, but there were also a lot of men. And so it's good for all. Now, who is uh, who is selling to really? Is it uh, is it the parent you got to get over the top with? Yes. So I think parents um, are open to it because either they do it or they wish they did. Um, but when people come in the studio of all age, as you know, I have teens who come into the studio. I have people who are in their 20s who come in and help at the studio. I have parents who come in and walk through the studio, and all of them say, "I wish I had a place like this when I was young." And that's what Lolo's is for. I wish I had had mindfulness and yoga and that sort of self-regulation and connection when I was young. I really wish my kids had had it when they were younger. Um, And I think that people are realizing it's effective for athletes, CEOs. Why not start them as kids with these self-regulation tools? Now, Dominic, do you ever say no to an idea like a guy wants a lightning bolt on his forehead or something like that? We do. Um, And that's really important. It's a good question because at Catahoula Tattoo, we don't tattoo anything below the wrist. No fingers, no hands. We don't tattoo the throat. It's from the earlobes back. I'm not going to tattoo your face either. There's a trend, people getting signatures or sayings above their eyebrow. Something we're not going to do, and we're holding to that. Also, Louisiana, you can tattoo a 14-year-old with one parent present. Uh, We don't do that either. Wow. It ruffles a few feathers with the locals, but if you can't wait for your child to be 18, don't bring them in. I always worry about people that have like their girlfriend's name tattooed. Uh, so. I give them three chances, Peter. <laughs> they, are you sure? Are you, what's important to her is, does she like roses? Let that symbolize. But then you cover up that tattoo in about six months. So it's a double bang. <laughs> Lori. Um, well, I think of how far both tattoos and yoga have come. You know, in 1979, the number one hit in the country was uh, the Pina Colada song. And one of the lines is, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain. This is like 50 years ago. This is amazing. It's, it is. It's amazing, the growth. It, and was, what do you think um, 
got it going. I think that people are looking for something else. I, I see people moving furiously, like just at, you know, concerned for what to do if they just have to sit down and be still. And that's really difficult. I used to go to yoga and hate those first five minutes. So I think if we can get kids in particular to just be sitting and just noticing their breath, and that's the beauty of Lolo's growing is that now we have 25 kids sitting and noticing their breath. So that one kid that hasn't been there before thinks this is pretty normal, right? And then they're all running around like crazy and then they're doing Shavasana and they're meditating and that's normal suddenly because the other five or 12 year olds are doing the same thing. And so I think people realize how good it feels. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Lori Azano from Lolo's studio in Uptown New Orleans, where kids practice yoga, art, mindfulness, and meditation. And Dominic Scro from Catahoula Tattoo in Mid-City, where you can hear live music, drink craft coffee, and get a tattoo. We'll be right back. Support for Out to Lunch comes from Adita Corporate Staffing, Basics Swim and Gym, and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie. Camellia Productions Marketing Consulting, Corette Leadership Lab, Communication and Conflict Resolution, Feigley Communications, Full Service Marketing, Gamble PR, HR NOLA, Infinite Health Integrative Medicine Center, Lolo's Youth Yoga and Art Studio, Michelle Weighing and Measurement, Calibration Services and Measurement Equipment Since 1947, New Orleans Ice Cream, Available in Select Grocery Stores, New Orleans Investment Conference, November 1st through 4th, Noki, New Orleans Culinary and Hospitality Institute, Passion Lily, Rev Realtors, The Idea Village, The Scout Guide Baton Rouge, and The Scout Guide New Orleans. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Lori Azano from Lolo's Studio in Uptown New Orleans, where kids practice yoga, art, mindfulness, and meditation. And Dominic Scro from Catahoula Tattoo in Mid-City, where you hear live music, drink craft coffee, and get a tattoo or not you know sometimes people say how'd you get these two guests together but there are a lot of similarities here and one of the things is for Dominic is how do you get employees both of these are very specialized but Dominic what do you do oh Peter there's there's no shortage of tattoo artists today are you set up the way a like a barbershop is where they rent a chair or are they all part of your gang so the renting of the chair, it's, it's a process that doesn't really work today. Um, it's, we're a team, so we all know what we make. And artists suffering, we'll try and give them more clients. We want everyone to succeed in this business, especially with Catahoula, because their success branches out to referrals. You know, a lot of, I find a lot of my clients that have tattoos or got tattoos someplace else, they don't recall the name of the shop, nor do they recall the artist. That's not a Catahoula. You're going to know me at the end of your session. And if there's someone blowing a saxophone, you're going to remember that for the rest of your life. So, Dominic, you said the funniest thing earlier, which is that you know you had made it when people, other tattoo uh, shops hated you. Oh, it's true. <laughs> you, you know, the, you, there's cookie cutter, um, I guess, cookie cutter framework for a business, especially tattoos. Most of the shops can be anywhere in the country. I didn't want to be the best shop in New Orleans. I wanted to be the first tattoo lounge. I didn't care what they were doing. I just knew what they weren't doing. They weren't offering free music. They weren't offering coffee at all. 
Our, our music's eclectic. You can get the Partridge Family, Sinatra. We have a very eclectic um, playlist. It's it's interesting. You had me at Partridge Family. Really? But it, <laughs> they have a lot of hits. Bobby Sherman, too, is on our playlist. I'm in. I keep thinking, because it's a small space, it must look like... Um, what is it, NPR's uh, Tiny, Tiny Desk. Desk? Yeah. You know, I don't know how long Tiny Desk has been doing it, but it's almost, it's a very intimate setting. I don't know if you're familiar with Shawan Rice. She's a, she's a big name, and she tours all over the world, and she plays our shop. So, wow, we've had some big names play. <laughs> Lori, I would think what you're doing uh, would be particularly good for uh, young people that maybe, maybe they weren't good at sports. Is that what you see? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a great place for kids who maybe aren't finding their path in other ways, right? So sports or just, I mean, middle school is really tough, right? Oh. And so that's a really great age to come to Lolo's. I mean, I love them younger as well, but I feel like at that age, it's really a place where they can figure out who they are, right? They just, all they have to do is show up. There's no performance. There's no being good at art. In fact, it's the complete opposite. It's a maker space. You can use all of the acti all of the supplies, create what you want, watch us if you don't feel like it. Um, and so I think for kids who are just trying to figure out who they are and, and who they're going to be, it, it really allows for just showing up and relaxing and being creative and tuning in. And again, learning compassion, self-compassion and non-judgment. Now, I know you did startups for a living. Mm -hmm. What were the did you get challenges here that, even though you kind of did this for a living, starting business, surprised you? <laughs> um, well, I didn't know what I was doing. I had never spent time <laughs> in yoga, you know, I hadn't spent a lot of time in yoga studios. I've had a self-practice for, a home practice for a really long time. So I didn't have the how to run a yoga studio. I'm not an artist, so I, I, you know, I didn't, I was really winging it. And I think that's the startup mentality, right? This is going to be good. There is a need for this. I want to fill this void um, and I will figure it out. And I will, you know, it will change. Um, COVID was certainly tough. I had moved into a space double the size right before, and then it was sitting empty. Um, summer is my busiest season. It was empty for most of that summer. Um, I did some home stuff, but, you know, I just stuck it out and tweaked it. And, um, you know, I'm glad for it. I feel like right now is when I'm really starting to hit my stride as far as growth and vision for the future so yeah there's there's always going to be challenges right i mean like I'll you got to try and test everything and be okay with some things failing and hoping that many things succeed there were some unpolished gems that came out of covid you know we became by appointment only because of covid the coffee because of covid uh, many of the practices that we're using right now are because of covid it was a dangerous time we're right up on you whether you're wearing a mask or not you know, I'm tattooing this close to you. It was dangerous. I thought we opened, four months was just about right. If we went another month, I would have survived. Six months, probably not. But being closed, COVID, came, we came up with all these ideas. T-shirts, coffee, it was just because we weren't making anything. So everyone was going online. I will tell you what did happen though. We are following on Instagram. No one had anything to do, so they were bored. We got so many followers during that four month period. It was crazy. When I was growing up, a tattoo was, well, first of all, like Popeye, you know, had a tattoo. The cartoon guy had an anchor on his forearm, but not like it is today. It's almost like the yoga story. Where did it all come from that, uh, that tattoos were cool again? I, 
I'm going to say sports stars, like Dennis Rodman. Um, he might have overdone that, it, huh? Well, yeah, but that didn't really happen. It, you had people with, you had criminals and bikers that mostly, not that bikers are criminals. No, <laughs> but no. really, that's all who got tattooed. My parents weren't excited about me becoming a tattoo artist. And that's the truth. Um, but somewhere around 25 years ago, it changed. And the more females, in fact, the locations of tattoos on females, it's just um, my clientele is 25 to 35 female. That's what I was going to ask you a question about is, is demographics is probably not what I think it is, right? We keep track of everything. And I tattoo PhDs, lawyers. It's interesting. Um, it, it, they're small. They're discreet. Uh, it's still a tattoo, nonetheless. God, you, what I'm asking here, though, is there's two kinds of tattoos. I mean, you know, it's one that's in a little secret place that only you know about or a few people. And then there's others where you just, you know, you're owning it. Um, how do people make those decisions? We guide them through it. You, you got to remember something. Nobody needs what I sell. You need milk for your cereal. You need gas for your car. But you don't need a tattoo. We ask those questions. You know, somebody, people will come in. I need a tattoo. No, you don't. How long have you thought about this? Well, I just saw the place. I, I thought I'd make an appointment. We're probably not going to take you. We want to know if there's a meaning behind it. Memorial. Or we guide them along the way. And then... What do you do for a living? That's how we find out that we have doctors, lawyers, PhDs, these people that are in a professional setting. Now, to, to be fair, it's changed. Professional settings have changed. It's becoming more and more acceptable in the workplace. But still, do you want your tattoo to show? So we'll ask them what you do. You're a nurse. Okay. And then what is the tattoo? So basically everyone... I mean, based on our reviews, they're having a good time and they're getting what they wanted. They're getting more than what they wanted. But we definitely guide them through the process. And, and Lori, one of the things I really like is what you have in addition to the, to the yoga. And, you know, you have, uh, with a, for instance, paint and things like that. Now, there, there are places that you um, actually drink wine and paint. So, but this seems much healthier. It is, but we also do that with the women. With the, with the adults. No. Right. We have ladies art nights and I've taught, yeah, it's a, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> right. I'm glad you separate because, that from the right, kids. Right. The parents want to come in and they want to have that experience too of just showing up and just not having to be an artist. So we've expanded into that and that's actually a big deal. We so, do a lot of that. So now you've gone past the stage where yoga's weird, right? Mm -hmm. it's, and uh, what do you do that... Uh, that encapsulates that. In other words, if you were, can you go to a school, for instance, and either promote it or do a yoga lesson? Um, is all, uh, have you tried that? I did, yeah. I, um, before the pandemic, I went into schools. And it really is just more of a staffing issue. I mean, you know, I say my overthinking is, is a big barrier to, to anything, right? But also, I'm just at that point now where I really need to just figure out staffing and grow because that's the only thing holding me back. I'm turning away a lot of things because I need more people that can offer what I'm offering. And it's not just yoga and it's not just art, right? It's loving hanging out with kids and also being intentional with what we share with them and how we share it. Like when we're doing art, I don't care whether they do the project, but I want them to feel like this is a place where they can create anything that they want to. 
or they can just watch and observe other people feeling creative if they're not feeling that in the moment. Um, so I would say that that's, you know, that's what I need, right? You know what I would think is, uh, after you, if say you do it during the school day, you would, um, you'd be, I think you'd be less likely, it would uh, help your ADD, I think you'd be maybe less restless in class, whereas we had gym before that and then we were all wound up. Mm -hmm. It is so good for, um, for ADD, for ADHD, um, because you know, that brain, this brain is all over the place. We're taking in all of the stimulation all of the time. And so having that brain learn to just focus on the one thing right then, right there, and slowing it down, it's tremendous. It's really good for that. And I work with kids just on that part of it. If you ever go to a Saints game when the dome is sold out, the sheer mass of humanity can be overwhelming. That's around 70,000 people. Each one of those people is on an individual life journey. So is every one of the next seven billion humans who aren't in the dome that given Sunday. And because we're human, that individual journey we're all on can be physical and spiritual. One of the oldest ways of creating an individual difference between ourselves and everyone else on Earth physically is body art. And one of the oldest ways of developing our individual non-physical self is yoga. The practice of both of these pursuits is ever-evolving. Laurie and Dominic, you might be merely two individuals in the 21st century in a small city in the south of the United States, but your respective contributions to the arts of tattooing and yoga are a part of ancient traditions and uniquely your own. It has been great to meet you. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Great. Thanks Thank for you. having us. My guests and Out to Lunch today have been Lori Azano, founder and owner of Lolo's Youth Yoga and Art Studio, and Dominic Scrogue, artist and owner of Catahoula Tattoo. We edited the show to fit into our time slot here on WWNO. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Lori's yoga and Dominic's tattoos by listening to the Out to Lunch podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch podcast on your podcast app and on our website, it's neworleans.com. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Out to Lunch social media. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. And our researcher is Maggie Mendel. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch was recorded live over lunch at the NOLA Brewing Taproom, 3001 Chapatula Street, open seven days a week. NOLA Brewing Taproom has a wide variety of craft beers and authentic hand-tossed New York-style city pizza by NOLA Pizza. More information is at nolabrewing.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Basics Swim and Gym and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. 
If you'd like to be part of Out to Lunch, to learn how your business or organization can become an Out to Lunch program partner, email info at inobroadcasting.com.